0: Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Jonas episode 196. We're motoring along to that magical 200 figure. Uh, we're part of the jonas podcasting network, of course. Got another awesome guest with me this week, uh, the notorious angel, Amber Joe. Uh, Amber Joe, thank you very much for coming on the Wrestling With jonas podcast. How are you doing? How are you doing? Honestly, no, thank you for having me. Uh, please no, excuse the dog. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's all right. No animals were allowed. My dogs would probably interfere uh, part way through this, no doubt, because they'll probably get into a fight upstairs. But uh, it's great to be yep. talking to. I know you've had an eventful day already because um, you you sent out a tweet to Mickey James, didn't you? And I she did. got back to you. So tell he us did. about that. Tell us about that tweet as we kick things off. Tell us about that tweet. What what did you send her, and what did she say back to you?
1: Um. Well, I just tweeted about the um, whole NWA right. Mm. And I literally just tweeted and I just said, Mickey James, please tell me there's going to be another one. Like, you know, because I'd love to come overseas and show the NWA women's division how the Brits really run. And she just commented and went, this is just the beginning, I'll see you soon.
0: There you go. And I think you're referring to the, uh, the all women's pay-per-view they did a month or so ago, which was absolutely tremendous. And that's obviously something you'd want to be a part of in the future.
1: Yeah, definitely. 100%.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, now we're going to get into your, your wrestling career and bring us right up to speed with what you've been up to. Um, but uh, say you've already made history in your very very young career. You're the first uh, transgender woman uh, to compete under the Rev Pro banner at their uh, Rev Pro Rumble last January. Um, so that was absolutely fantastic. Um, there must there must have been so many kind of mixed emotions around that time because of course you had that match, your debut match um and then in about march kind of the whole country locked down noble uk wrestling uh, yeah. so just when you just when your career was getting started kind of everything stopped very very abruptly um t- tell us about that because you must be going through so many mixed emotions one minute you're on a high and then the next minute you don't know when your next match is going to be well i was just honestly like
1: from the debut in the rumble i I didn't know like you know I just thought hey, it's, it's only a debut really like um I didn't realize how big of an impact it was until you know I had um people reach out to me sorry um, yeah until I had people reach out to me um and like it was actually so
0: um
1: I literally with having like a kebab with my mum as you do after the show and uh she she turned around and was like you made history tonight girl
0: that's awesome
1: and i was like just mind blown like oblivious to everything and then i saw the qwi top 100 and my name was on there Yeah, and yeah, and then the pandemic started, and you know, I I was just starting off. Like, people were like, "Okay, starting to get to know me," and then pandemic started. So, from my young career, I've been training two years now. Um, sorry, (laughs) uh, yeah, I've been training two years now, and I've had one match because of this pandemic, and it's been absolutely awful.
0: Yeah, yeah. How, How much further ahead do you think you would have been? had the pandemic not have happened, you would have been um, a year or more after your debut, you'd have had a, a lot more matches under your belt, but how much more accomplished or how much further ahead do you think you would have been as a professional um, had this not have happened?
1: Honestly, you, I could never know. I could never know. I mean, considering I'm quite grateful for the pandemic in a way, um, because while obviously like the coronavirus was going around and like I started working on other things like um getting my my social media presence getting that out there a lot more and um yeah getting my social media presence out there a lot lot more and then working on promos as well you know I started competing in in things like eFed um which is very look which sometimes like, is looked down upon because it's fantasy promo wrestling online. Yeah. And yeah. then, but to me, like that really, really, really helped like my promos in like delivering a promo and then like putting points across. Um, so I'm grateful for the pandemic in that. And be- if it wasn't for the pandemic, I wouldn't have the social media presence that I, I think I do now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's given you opportunities in other areas and helped to grow your profile, hasn't it? Really, um, and, and yeah. uh, you know, obviously, the, the UK wrestling business is starting to open up this summer. There's a lot of uh, companies that are opening their doors again uh, this month and throughout the summer uh, and into the rest of 2021. But uh, how is your your preparation for your in-ring return? I don't know whether you've got any any dates or anything scheduled just yet. But are you are you training? Have you been able to get back into a ring yet? What sort of preparation you putting in
1: power? um so i'm i'm going back to training soon Um yeah. currently i'm moving so just got my own place um so like you know just moving in but i'm going back to training because you know i've been put on the immortal Wrestling's roster and their first match like their first women's match every women every titles on the line which means the women's championship is on the line so to me, like, I need to train to prove myself that I'm about to make history twice.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, you, you, when is their first show? Uh, are you going to be part of that first show? Is there, like, a tournament to crown the champion? What What do you know about the Immortal, uh, or I, immortal Wrestling first show? I'm
1: not too sure yet. I, I don't know much. I'm kept in the quiet because... I can't really keep a secret,
0: <laughs> but you're hoping to be part of that first show. Yes,
1: yes, um, but no, I can't keep a secret, so I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, but all I know, all I know, is I am going to be the Immortal Wrestling Women's Champion because
0: I mean, it's if me, it's got to happen, isn't it? It's got to happen. It's me. But- <laughs> Absolutely, but um, I was—I was, I was going to say—you're you're, uh, under the the Rev Pro banner. You're now part of the Immortal Wrestling uh, mm-hmm. roster. So, two—you know—great companies to be a part of, as you mentioned, so early into your career. So, that, you must be. Sorry, I couldn't be, hear you then. That's all right. You must be really proud of what you've accomplished already, even though you've only had one match. Being underneath the Rev Pro banner, the Immortal Wrestling banner—yeah, uh, that's two great companies to be a part of so early into your career.
1: Yeah, um, you know, and I'm I'm really proud of what I've accomplished because my ac- my accomplishments aren't just my own, uh, yeah. that's the way that some people. I I do like to brag and I do like to talk about my accomplishments. (laughs) Nothing
0: wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong Um, with that at all.
1: In such a short (laughs) career, but for me, like, I don't think people see how really, like, humble I am because to me, like, I wasn't the only one that made history that night. Like, the transgender community in British pro wrestling made history. Like, to me, like, wrestling's what I've always wanted to do and... Um, then like growing up I thought I can't do this because I'm trans Um, and then I'm like I'm gonna do it and so like my accomplishments and my success uh, are also the accomplishments and success of every trans man trans woman that wants to get into professional wrestling that feel like they couldn't and like I wanted I want to paint that way for them and be like okay, we we can do this because she made this possible. Like, so it's not just my success, to be honest, it's the whole entire trans community.
0: Yeah, that's a really really uh, great way to put it. It really is. We are going to talk more about um you being kind of history making as as the first uh, transgender woman to wrestle under the Rev Pro Branner uh, a lot more throughout the course of this interview, but I want to take yeah, you all the I'm way also back
1: to the first immortal
0: Exactly. Exactly. I, I want to talk to you about your your wrestling fandom. Then. So, when when did you first come across uh, pro wrestling as as a fan, as a youngster? I'm guessing. Tell us about your your journey as as a wrestling fan.
1: So, I was about three four years old, and I was at my granddad's house. Uh, I say it's a house. I I grew up on a farm. Um, okay. So, like, everything, we didn't really get, like, TV signal. Everything was recorded. He'll he'll get, like, recordings from his friends. And I remember me and my cousins playing, and we just wouldn't shut up. And it was driving my granddad, like, insane. So, he found a VHS <laughs> tape, um, and he put it in, and it was WWE. And he told us to sit and watch. And I took, like, an instant draw to it. Um, my cousins ended up just going out and, you know, going fishing because we were literally right on a lake. And I was ju- I sat there and watched it. And the match that really captivated me was actually China versus Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Engel in that wow. triple threat match. Great and match. Um, I remember match, just thinking yeah. to myself like, I want to do this, you know, because um, I knew at a young age I was I was born different. And um, so, like when I looked at women, I looked at them like, Okay, I can do that because I want to be a gouge. Like yeah. it's, it's so different. It's so hard to explain it, and it's so different because um, I knew at a young age, but I couldn't find the words to express myself, yeah, um, so it was it was actually China. China's the reason why I started wrestling.
0: Yeah, I was going to say she was a massive inspiration to you. I mean, she, she has been kind of all the way through your, your adult life so far and as a youngster as well. And she Mm -hmm. was one of the first wrestlers that you saw on TV when your granddad put the VHS videotape in all them years ago. Um, but tell us about China as an inspiration. And I know you got many more heroes and inspirations we're going to touch on all of those a bit later but China in particular because she was the first one wasn't she she was the one that kind of really pulled you in as a fan and inspired you um but what is it about China that draws you in in particular so a lot of it is
1: because you know she didn't she wasn't like the rest of the women you know like the rest of the women like were blonde beautiful like you know um, in a word that Paige used in fighting with my family boobs and bum <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah in China just wasn't that and I've that captivated me because there's a woman that had the strength of like two men that can throw a man above her head and like so like especially at a young age I was like oh she's really strong she's like Wonder Woman as a kid like you know she's a superhero And then as well growing up um i i suffered with weight a lot um so i you know at 15 i was on the literally on the brink of being anorexic and i couldn't put weight on and i always had the dream to put a bit of weight on and then again i was watching more china and i I don't know what happened i remember just going to bed and I'm like I want to put weight on and then in six weeks I I went I started putting weight on very slowly and then started wrestling um in obviously back in 2019 um so I was slowly putting weight on anyway I wasn't building muscle and in wrestling I saw muscle build like starting yeah. to build on me and it, it lifted me like I I remember looking at myself and thinking this is how I'm supposed to be and from there on China has been my body goal you know like a big powerful woman and I, I I'm not there yet but I'm going to be there and I've never felt so happy I'm the heaviest I am now I'm the healthiest I am now and it's all because China was like a big girl and I was like in my head, it made me realise, okay, I want that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you doing weight training or uh, any sort of exercises at home or in your local area to, to help build that, uh, the, the, the muscle mass?
1: Um, I am indeed. So I have a set of 110 kilograms um, on a, bar that I use um I do my 100 squats and like a day that we mainly do at training um I've been doing 60 press-ups 60 push-ups a day and then whatever like I'll have a break but sometimes when I, I say I have a break I end up doing a bit a few more <laughs> yeah. weight class like just weight lifting um so yeah, I mean, I'm so I'm using this time where I'm not resting at the moment to build up because then when I when I I'm back, they're gonna look at me and be
0: like, "Girl, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, um, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely." And I know that it's already paying off. And anybody that follows you on any of your social media accounts can see the progress that you're making. uh, You know, with with your, with your body and the effort that you're putting in. But I just want to kind of join up the dots now because I'm guessing that you found the WWE and pro wrestling as, as an escape from the real life, certainly growing yeah. up. Uh, but it also helped you to to find an identity and a lot of strength in the real world as you started your journey as a, as a transgender woman, um, especially thanks to personalities and inspirations like China Paige, Beth Phoenix. So kind of wrestling and the WWE and all them kind of, inspirational characters that you looked up to has as helped you in your journey and as a transgender woman then I'm guessing?
1: Yeah, um, so when I first started transitioning, um, you know, it was always on the social media and it was always forced down the throat that trans women were very sexualized. Um, I don't mean to sound very crude, but they were, you know, um, yeah. they had the big lips, the big bum, the big boobs, um, plastic surgery every, everywhere, makeup every day, very feminine, like girly girl. And so when I first started transitioning, that was how I was. Like I wore a dress, I, I'd wear a dress just to go to AdStar to pick up a bit of sushi um, with a face full of makeup and six inch heels because that was what was forced on social media. And that's what I thought was the stereotypical accepting of a transgender woman um and then Paige debuted in WWE um and I remember just looking at her style and I'm like I've always wanted to dress like that but I've been so scared because I hate I hate to think that people are talking about me and not accepting me behind my back um so I got really really scared to dive into that and then I started and then I dyed my hair black. And then black's become like my massive signature colour. Yeah. hundred
0: um, percent.
1: And then I started being who I am. I started getting tattoos and and it was all because, you know, Paige, I saw Paige and she was like, I don't care that I'm not blonde, beautiful, whatever. You know, I'm doing this for people that feel different. Um and, you know, the the people that are on the outside looking in and then that was like okay right and it kind of gave me that motivation just to be who I am and I found myself now and and it was completely to do with Paige and like you know like China and Beth Phoenix um because Paige is more to do so finding myself I'm I'm quite a gothic person I like black I like all witchcraft. I like dead things. <laughs> um, I've just um, ordered myself a taxidermied crow. <laughs> um, Fantastic! You know, and um, you know, I like skulls and stuff like this. And then also like China because she's not like other women because she's muscly and she's got this incredible physique. And it, if it wasn't for them to, like I don't, I don't know. You know, I honestly, I without this sounding really deep, I don't know if I'd be here because I just was, I I just wasn't comfortable with who I was. Yeah. So so
0: wrestling has been, wrestling has been a massive help to you in, in kind of finding who you are now then.
1: Yeah. You know, people think that, um, I just, you know, started wrestling because I started wrestling. Mm. Um, Um, but no one, I've never actually talked on any of my podcasts that wrestling saved my life, you know, like,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I've been in and out of hospitals because, um, I struggled with, I struggled with suicide. I I was very suicidal. Um, I was very depressed and then I started wrestling and I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's because I started doing something that I've loved or because it was sports. Um, yeah, I'm, you you, you, know, f- you found a passion me. surely
0: you found a passion and uh, something you're um, in love with uh, and that's the sport of pro wrestling. Um, but well, when when Amber when did you have that light bulb moment when you had that realization that you wanted to become a pro wrestler that you wanted to start training to be a pro wrestler? Do, do, you, do you remember that kind of moment and what did yeah, what did you so, do? Did you did you act on it straight away? Um, I
1: didn't know about pro wrestling in Britain, really. You know, I always grew up with just WWE. Yeah. Um, And that's the way that it has been. And then it wasn't actually until 2019. um, You know, it wasn't until 2019. I went to Flip Out. And I saw people that were wrestling. That, and, that's
0: a, a trampoline in place, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Ah. Yeah, I saw people
1: that are wrestling and a big shout out to them, you know, um Ashley Kay and Harry Milligan. Um it's a big shout out because if I didn't meet them, then I I don't know. Oh um So yeah, so I saw them and I've got a really big gob. I'll approach someone I don't care. Um, I'm very outgoing. <laughs> And I was I, I remember saying to Curtis, um, who everyone knows if you're on my social media is my best friend, my tag partner. Like yeah. he's my ride or die. And um I remember saying to him, I'm gonna go ask him if we can join in. He was like, Amber, please don't be a weirdo. Please don't, please don't be embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, that's all right. So I started talking to them and then I was like, Oh, you're wrestling, do you like wrestling? Like, do you watch wrestling? And they was like, Oh, we train and um we started just mucking about with them, and they were like, "Oh, there's a training, like there's a training center down the road." I didn't know it was Rev Pro at the time. It was just, it was just the wrestling school, and I went like literally the week after. We met these people at Flip Out, and then the first training session was the moment I realized I'm home. Like yeah. this is it. This is the start of my destiny. Like where I want to be in life. And I didn't even realise I was making history walking through that door either.
0: <laughs> no, well, well, let's talk about that moment then because you, you've referred to it already the, the Rev Pro, I think it's called the School of Wrestling uh, in Portsmouth. Um it, we, we, you must have had a lot of mixed emotions stepping through them doors on the first day um, because of various reasons. You were probably nervous yeah. about commencing your training, uh, you know, how you would be received. Uh, but but tell us about them feelings as you stepped through the door and were those kind of anxieties and, and pressures alleviated pretty much straight away? Were they welcoming and quite receptive to you? Yeah. Um, so I literally, like, when I walked in, I was very scared,
1: um mainly because obviously as a transgender woman um and I but I was very excited at the same time so like my nerves were like (laughs) and um but no I was really worried because I I didn't know if people are going to accept me because I am who I am and then like there was a time I was about to walk out and be like okay I'm not doing this and then like something just in in my head like someone was like go do it And then I'll just walk through the door. Um, And then I quietly, I quietly sat to Andy Quildom and I said, "Um, he's the
0: boss, isn't he? I think.
1: Yeah. And I remember saying to him, okay, so I'm a transgender woman. Um, So when I start wrestling and start doing shows, like who do I wrestle? And then he was like okay so your pronouns and I was like I'm she and her you know I want to be a girl. Um, I represent myself as a woman I am a woman. And then he turned around and said well there you go then like you know you're in our women's division you're a girl that's how you are that's how we treat you. And it was literally them words and I was like I wanted to cry and be like I just got accepted into a like a wrestling community where I watched a lot of reality TV shows and it seemed really bitchy. Yeah. Um, but it was totally the opposite. Yeah. And I and, got So
0: such, such an incredible response by Andy and, and, uh, such a, a warm and kind of welcoming statement made by him really as the boss. Um, so, uh, that was, that, that you probably couldn't have asked for, for any better, uh, than, than what he did for you that day, to be honest with you. No,
1: I, I can't fault Andy Quilden. You know, I I, I do his nutting sometimes, <laughs> and I do. You know, I pester him a lot, and <laughs> but who doesn't? Um, who who doesn't like pester their trainers a lot? Um, but I can't fault that man. You know, he's helping me so much, and he's he's a really nice guy. He is he's hard to please. Don't get me wrong. He's really hard to please, and he's really tough um but he is honestly so down to earth um he's so sweet um and he says it how it is like if you do something um he's not going to sugarcoat and be like oh yeah that's good because he doesn't want to feed people lies but what he'll do he won't tell you it's rubbish he'll tell you what needs working on how to improve it and then tell you to do it again
0: yeah
1: and that's what i like about him it's that motivation he gives me that motivation yeah. to you know to improve myself there's a lot of things that i need to work on um but that's why i can't wait to go back to training uh to prove myself to prove that not only to him but to you know like family and people that have ever doubted me that okay i'm going to prove to them that i'm going to be the next female superstar in the rev pro women's division uh whether cool. it takes two three four years that's that's the point that i'm going to prove
0: 100% absolutely and um w- during your training sessions uh at the school of wrestling what, what sort of tr- what sort of wrestler were you uh what, what was your kind of wrestling style what what sort of style did you gravitate towards and uh uh and and, and who i think joel redmond is one of the trainers there as well is that correct
1: yes i love joel <laughs> Top guy. i love joel redmond yeah. He's, he's such a great guy honestly um I can't fault that man <laughs> um I speak very highly of all my coaches you know like Dan McGee as well like Dan, just a big shout out to Dan McGee you know he's one of the trainers that I can feel very comfortable to go to if I need advice and you know he'll be real and like he'll be honest and he'll give the best advice. A massive shout out to Dan McGee. Like he's probably the best trainer I've like I've had. Like he's yeah. such a nice guy. Uh, but Joel is great because you know my end goal was WWE, but now I'm I'm starting to gravitate where I don't mind who I go to. You know, because there's more than just WWE. There's AEW. There's Ring of Honor. There's NWA. There's Impact. You no. Know, um, All have great, amazing women, um. But like you know, my dream has all been WWE, and to be trained by someone that was in the WWE, it's kind of a benefit. Um.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know,
1: Joel, Joel's great. Um. I think the the style that I really gravitated towards is like being a powerhouse, um, because I kind of. I was quite a small girl, but I was wrestling women. So we, like I was like, okay, I'm going to be a heel, um, even though I'm a face. um, But I can use the excuse that I was born biologically male. So therefore I have the strength, advantage, the height, advantage of all the women, which is why I'm so much better than them. And that's the character that I kind of wanted to gravitate towards. Um, and then I was like... And then Andy Corden would like me to be a face because of all the um, attention and, like, the media, because he doesn't want me to represent such a very important thing and get booed. Yeah. So, and at first I I argued with him. I was like, no, I'm a heel. I'm a heel. I'm a heel. I'm a heel. And he's like, no, no, no. So I I did annoy him. And then I realised now that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing it because he knows what he's doing. You know, he knows what he's doing. Otherwise Rev Pro wouldn't be one of the biggest companies there is. Um, exactly. And then I realized, okay, so if I want to inspire people, I don't want to be booed. I want to be cheered. But then a part of me is like, I can be that baby face, but I could still be that bad bitch that I really, really want to be.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely.
1: You know, training, I I like to see myself more of like a powerhouse technician and submissionist. You'll never see me off the top rope.
0: Well, <laughs> that's fair enough. It's not for everybody. Uh, certainly not my cup of tea. But uh, let, let's talk about another kind of important moment of your, your life. And before we get to the match, the Rev Pro Rumble, tell us about the moment when you, you first found out that you were going to be in that match. That must have been an emotional moment. Uh, you must have been kind of screaming at the top of your lungs and kind of ready to celebrate, but nervous at the same time. So many emotions. Tell us I, about. Uh, tell us about when you first found out you're going to be in that match. When you're going to be making your debut. Honestly,
1: excuse my language. I was shitting bricks. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: Honestly, because um, at that point when you know they said, "Okay, you're going to be in the Rumble." I've only been training for six months, and I, yeah. I felt like I wasn't ready. You know, um, but a part of me was like, okay, if they didn't think I was, I wasn't ready, then I wouldn't have been in it. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Um, so I was really scared because I I was only training six months. I had all the worries like, okay, I'm really bad. Like I ha- I had a really bad memory. I couldn't remember anything um I still have a really bad memory (laughs) um so I was I was really scared but really excited because not only was it my debut but it was my best friend's debut you know we walked into that training center together we debuted together and now it's kind of a point where we're about to move out together you know we've got our own flat together and it's where it's come to it's come to the point where where he goes i go where i go he goes like yeah and that's what i'm really happy about because it really did cement our friendships even more because we have that connection of something that we really like yeah and yeah. um we both were really excited but really nervous
0: yeah and, more and talk excited. Us for- Talk us through the match then, Amber, because um, you must have been nervous before the match. I mean, I'm guessing you had to have uh, some gear made as well, because you probably didn't have any gear beforehand. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, Tell us about it.
1: Sorry. Um, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, go ahead. I have my very first gear made. Um, I didn't design it the best. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I just wanted it black. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I was really nervous because I was watching everyone and the time clicked on and started getting there and I started coming close to when I was in. But then as soon as I literally walked out the curtains and I heard the crowd because, like, the, the crowd went wild. like Really? You know, wow. <laughs> um, and then my nerves just dropped it just dropped and I performed um not my best like in the beginning but then I started performing a lot more I started working with Zoe Lucas who was amazing to work with at that time was the women's champion but needed help to get me out may I just say that Zoe you did need (laughs) help to get me out I I mean mean I'm a threat (laughs) I'm a future threat no I'm joking um (laughs) You know, um, so yeah, like, even even though I, I lost, it was a win to me. You know, I debuted doing what I loved and I made history and I showed it trans representation in British Wrestling Matters.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely 100%. And afterwards, with all the adrenaline, uh, all the adulation, you must have been buzzing. Can you describe how you were feeling after the match, back in the locker room? Um, I know you said a bit later on you were kind of celebrating. It finally dawned on you when you were celebrating with your mum over a kebab. But <laughs> sitting in that, sit, going back through the curtain, sitting in that locker room with the adrenaline, you must have been uh, feeling as good as you've ever felt.
1: I wanted to cry honestly um I'd speak about wrestling (laughs) I speak about wrestling like you know it is my passion I do have a passion for the business yeah um and I I wanted to cry because it's something that I've always wanted to do and I did it and all my life you know like growing up um I was told by certain family members that i'd never go anywhere in life i'd never succeed in my dreams or you know i'd never be where i want to be like in professional wrestling like i was told that i wouldn't get there in life because them sort of things don't come true for people like me and then that day i was like i just proved pretty much everyone wrong like even though like it was it was a rumble like you know, there's more than one person in the match, but I proved the one wrong. I started doing what I wanted to do and it's taken me somewhere. And now and now I look at myself now, and without being so eolistic, like so big headed, I yeah. see the following that I have, I see the people that I've been helping, like I see where I'm going, you know, Mickey James replied to me, I'm followed by Nina Samuels. Um, I'm followed by Danny Jordan, who would love to see me at the Nightmare Factory one day. Um, You know, like I'm really good friends with Nyla Rose. I'm really good friends with Mariah Marino. You know, the bloodthirsty vixen. And like internationally, there I've had a few like few indie, like really small indie promotions in America that were like, would love you to come down. You know, um, because I I wanted to put myself out there I'm I'm very ambitious and I know it sometimes rubs people the wrong way um but I want what I want and if I have to put myself out there to get it then I'm gonna do it you know um I'm very humble what I do with for myself and for my family and for other people but I want what I want yeah if i have to tread on toes i have to tread on toes like i'm gonna do what i want to do because it makes me happy
0: yeah and if you're a shrinking violet you're not going to get anywhere really are you've got to be out there you've got to um you know show your personality show what you're made of you've built uh, a fan base already and you've got uh, a a lot of people backing you and supporting you and, and nyla rose is one of those and obviously the, probably the most famous transgender wrestler in the whole world. She's made her stage now on AEW. She's been the AEW Women's World Champion. Uh, and I know that you've got a, a bit of a bond with Nyla. your friends um, uh, through social media and Twitch and things like that. Tell us about that connection with Nyla Rose. And obviously with Nyla being such a famous transgender personality, uh, being friends with her and, and kind of having that connection uh, must mean an awful lot to you.
1: Um, I have to admit I annoyed her at first because I was very fangirling (laughs) she followed me on Twitter and I tagged her in every single post to the point she blocked me (laughs) oh no (laughs) because I was a big fangirl and then I spoke to I spoke to uh, Mariah and she's like okay calm down honey if you want to be in this business you're going to meet big names so you need to like calm down I was like okay 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 (laughs) like so once I settled down I kind of I didn't stalk her, didn't look for her. She just happens to stumble across my Facebook. <laughs> um, no, she come up on mutual friends um, with with um, Mariah, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take the plunge and add her on Facebook. She accepted, and I started talking, asking for advice mainly. Um, you know, said that she, you know, and she does me- means the world to me because. I saw her on AEW, and she won the Women's Championship. And that, to me, that is when I realized, okay, I'm going to do what she's doing, but I'm going to do it over here. I'm going to do it with Rev Pro, and I'm going to do it with Immortal Wrestling or whatever other British independent wrestling that I'm going to go to. Because, to be honest, I'd love I'd love to go to them all, um, mm. all the right ones, may I say, or the right ones with the proper safeguarding and... You know, with with a great diverse roster and I'd, I'd love to wrestle everywhere in Britain and just make my name in there and not so what cement a legacy because, you know, I'd, again, it takes a lot to be to cement a legacy. But to be it, to be a name, you know, like the like the Knight family, you know, they're, yeah. they're very famous. I, I want a name like that. I want a name like that for myself.
0: Yeah yeah absolutely absolutely Um, just a a slightly different uh, subject matter now intergender wrestling um, I've heard you on the record before about talking about intergender wrestling how there should be more of it um, in various companies over here in the UK across uh, in America as well but also intergender championships and you're very passionate about there being kind of uh, more diversity within the wrestling community and especially having intergender championships It's proved um, popular before in one or two other promotions and and who could forget you know Tessa Blanchard winning the uh, Impact Wrestling World Championship uh, against uh, her her male kind of colleagues Um, so that's possibly the most famous example I could give of intergender wrestling to be honest with you but you're you're very very keen to kind of have more intergender championships aren't you Um, in the UK and uh, across the world really just to kind of allow that diversity to uh, be, be fully exposed
1: um yeah no definitely um you know i've said to someone that um i'm going to be on their roster for i'm not going to mention names because i don't want people to be like i'm going to see that before um but i've said to someone so it's not a definite again i can't keep secrets, so it's not a definite (laughs) um (laughs) but i said because they were thinking about having um you know the women be able to you know go for a man's title mm. and then I was like I'd love that I do I really love that um I love intergender wrestling but then it would be a bit unfair for a man to go for a women's title because you'll get that backlash yeah. um so I said to this person I said why don't you do something that's never been done for- before and that's make a sole championship for intergender wrestling. And call it the intergender championship, where men and women can compete uh, for that championship, and you know, get, leave the men their titles, leave the women their titles, and then have that so they can still do matches, intergender matches, uh, but that's the championship that they can win. Um, also, have intergender uh, mixed gender tag team championships.
0: Great idea. I think
1: that would be great. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and it, there's stuff that. I would love. Uh, who knows? Maybe once I get a feel of wrestling a lot more, and I end up retiring, it's something that I can do. Maybe ha- I want my own promotion. I've always said that I want my own uh, promotion for solely for trans people, trans men and trans women, uh, for them to have their like place. Uh, but that's like in f- like forty years in the future. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm very passionate about intergender wrestling. Always have been. Always will be. And I think something on the lines of an intergender championship it's new it's different and it shines a light that this company really does care about everyone's views because some people are like a man don't go for a women's championship a woman can't go for a man so they're kind of at the same time kind of pleasing everyone but then showing that intergender wrestling matters as well and it really does
0: yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I, I think the concept of having intergender titles uh, is a great one. To be honest with you, I'd love to see it more widespread. I know that there are one or two companies in the UK that do, you know, championships that are open to men and women. So uh, it is happening on a small scale, but I think it could be. Like uh, I say, the concept of it is very very exciting, and I think it should be more widespread. Uh, but but let's talk about the the QWI one hundred then, because I, I'm not even sure that you knew what. The, the, the qwi existed until i think you you were tagged in a tweet or something like this um shortly after your debut and obviously it's for um you know people within the uh lgbtq community um or wrestling mm-hmm. community and it's it's a an annual list of top 100 uh, wrestlers within that community and you were not only featured within the top 100. You were number four. Uh, so once again, I asked you earlier, how did you feel when you found out? But how did you feel when you when you found out? I mean, did you did you think it was real to start off with? Did you think that somebody was playing a prank on you? And no. then when it sung when it sunk in, you must have been uh, gobsmacked. <laughs> so like,
1: no one tagged me. Um, I saw the tweet. I saw like the post. I didn't click the link um, because, but. I- as I do when I when I'm on Twitter, I'll i always post in character. So if yeah. I'm ever a bitch in Twitter, it's not really me. <laughs> it's only a little bit, like maybe two percent, <laughs> maybe about eighty. Maybe about 80, no, joking. Um, but no, like I'll always post in character in Twitter. And then I was just playing about with my character, and I commented and turned around and said, "I should be on here with a wink face and like a right. crown and a big arm." And then someone replied to my comment, "Well, obviously you haven't checked." I was like. Well, like honestly and then I was scrolling and then I saw like the notorious angel you know across the pond and I was like <laughs> yeah it did it did feel my ego a little bit um you know my my coach does say like I'm really good at what I do but I'm not as good as I think I am <laughs> so whoever made whoever made that you really did feel my ego <laughs>
0: but, but, but number four, the, you no, know, I'm joking
1: um
0: but the, the, the significance of that you know the history that you made when you made your debut cannot be ignored can it and that's why you only featured in the top 100 you featured right up there at number four so like I say this the significance of the, the history that you made and let's not kind of you know uh, underestimate it, it was a big bit of wrestling history um yeah. and uh, you know that that's the reason why we're talking today is because you made history
1: yeah um I see that some people may get rubbed the wrong way because I do brag about it. Um, but I'm going to be real here. Like, I brag about anything that I do because I've always been told that I can't accomplish anything. Mm. You know, um, As a trans woman, as a person, as someone, and I'm very open, I'm, I'm very open. I have autism. Um, I also have ADHD. So I, I, I'm special needs as well. And I've always been told oh, you can't do that stuff you're not going to accomplish anything, it just doesn't come to people like you, so I everyone, like, please excuse me, please bear with me, I will learn not to be a bit of a bitch and rub people the wrong way, and brag so much about myself, but just let me, let me enjoy this at the moment, like, because it is huge, Um, and I'm, in my personal life, you know, I, I don't have I have quite a close family, but then I'm not close with a lot of them. Yeah. And right now I just want to prove them wrong. Yeah. Um, so every every chance I get, I share it on social media because I have them on, on social media. And to be honest, I just want to piss them off and prove a point that I'm doing what I want to do and that they said that I can't do and I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, but I do apologise. I really do, but... I'm I'm yeah. not just doing it for myself I'm doing it for other people
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I see you as a, as a bit of a trailblazer. Um, and I know I've used the word, the words history maker quite a lot in this interview, but it, but it's true. What you did, did make history. You are a trailblazer. You, you, you've got goals and you've got ambitions as well. And you do want to wrestle, you know, for as many companies as you can, but you want to kind of make a big name for yourself. You know, as we, as we kind of wind this interview up, then Amber, um, kind of, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years, then, as as a as a pro wrestler, as an entertainer, um, you know, as a a role model within the transgender community? Um, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Where do you see you so, kind of grow? Where do you see yourself growing? I mean, in the next couple of years, I'd I'd like to be like
1: NXT champion, um, but now I've got to, I've got to be realistic, you know. And realism is being the British women's champion in Rev Pro.
0: Yeah,
1: and I'd also like to see myself in a transgender faction. Um, so like a tag team with another trans girl, uh, which I'm on, in talks to one of my really close friends, Cami, because of because of me, she she, she started p- to pursue her dreams in professional wrestling in Britain. And we were like, wouldn't it be cool if you know we were a tag team, because that itself is history-making, especially in Britain. Um, so, you know, and I do, I admit, you know, I I make history, which is why I have the top history-maker life-changer. Um, and I want to see myself being the British Revolution champion uh, in Rev Pro, yeah. um, the women's champion in Mortal Wrestling, and wrestling in the states with NWA, you know, because I love Mickie James.
0: That would be awesome. That would and be awesome. And chilling out
1: with Paige, right? We've got we've got to keep that on there. Chilling <laughs> out with Paige in her pool, just like yeah, <laughs>
0: it's, gotta it's got to happen. It's now now that you've put it out there into the universe, it, it's go, it's going to all fall into place one day. It's going to yeah. happen.
1: <laughs> I've got Julia on Facebook for Julia Tell Paige I'm coming round. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, you'll probably go. You'll probably get that invite um, anyway. But uh, uh, Amber, Joe, the Notorious Angel, it's been awesome having you on the podcast. Uh, before we let you go, though, uh, an opportunity for you to throw out your social media uh, plugs. So, where can we reach out to you? Say hi to you. Find out more about the Notorious Angel on Twitter. I know you've got a Twitch. You're very active on Twitch, uh, Facebook, Instagram, wherever we can find you. Uh, where can we say hi? Uh, so,
1: Twitch, I'm not very active that much on anymore. Um, I kind of got fed up trying to get a up. I can't get more yeah. than two views. <laughs> um,
0: I know the feeling. I, I, the I feeling use it sometimes. Uh,
1: the, the most I'm active on it and you, I'm always open on it is Twitter. Um, and that's G Amber Joe underscore pro. Uh, capital of every letter. Yeah. Every first letter. Um, the same with Instagram I'm quite active on there sometimes. And Facebook, uh, just type in the Notorious Angel, my name should come up as it does in Google. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. And also, my DMs are very open um, for anyone that wants to, that are transgender that wants to explore this business. My DMs are very open if you, you know, you want to talk. If you're not too sure, Um, You know, there's only a little bit of advice that I can give uh, because, you know, I'm very young in in my pro wrestling career. um, But I am a transgender professional wrestler. Um, So I kind of know just a little bit to get you on your way. uh, So don't be afraid because, you know, never think that you can't do this because you're trans or because you're autistic. Um, Just do it. Honestly, just do it. If it's what you want to do, just do it. And my DMs are always open for support.
0: Yeah, that's really, really good words of advice. And like I say, you are already becoming a role model and a very inspirational figure, you know, yourself. Uh, so uh, firstly, I just want to congratulate you on everything you've achieved so far. I'm really looking forward to seeing you get back in the ring and doing what Thank you love you. best. I don't mean to um, interrupt you. No, you carry on.
1: Um, ladies and gentlemen boys Ooh. and girls those in between those are, that don't identify as either, right next year I can't say too much but next year by next year I'm going to be on your tv screen for very soon Ooh.
0: um
1: as you know it oh uh, if you've followed my instagram if you follow my twitter I've just finished a um teaser for a new tv show and, okay. and I start filming season one for that tv show
0: soon Wow, uh, that's just something our, really just exciting. Add that out there. No, well, that's a bit of an exclusive. So I appreciate that that little bit of a a, a little bit of a teaser. Not giving anything away, but it's uh, all very very exciting. And I'm sure if we uh, keep an eye on your social media uh, accounts, then we'll uh, hear all about it very yeah, my, very soon.
1: My angels would my angels will be the first to know. I called them my angels because I was a huge Charlie's Angels fans. Okay, don't criticize that's me. Awesome. <laughs> um, <No>. But yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, they're always going to be the first to know. Exciting times. Really, really exciting times. But uh, the Notorious Angel, uh, Amber Joe, thank you so much for coming on the Rest Image Honors podcast. I appreciate it.
1: No, honestly, thank you so much. Never Take thought care. I'd actually make it on here. <laughs> you did, you did.